Hello, ladies and gentlemen, and thank you for listening to another episode of Esoteric Gladiator. I am your host, Jeremy Lipsy, and today I'm joined by a gentleman whom I met on Instagram named Jonah, who's going to tell us a little bit about uh, communism in our country and uh, possibly around the world. Jonah, how are you doing today? Oh, I'm doing pretty good, and we got some mutual friends, obviously. I've uh, been on with that. NY Patriot a few times. I've been on with um, General Lee there a few times. So oh, okay, some cool. Friends. Awesome. Yeah. yeah, those are those are good guys right there. <laughs> yeah, most definitely. And it's kind of funny because, um, yeah, no, like uh, this all started. Um, I know I made a comment here um, on one of your posts a while back, and then I had some other stuff going on in my life. But I uh, talked about how people, you know, within our country, um, well, I'm yeah. in Canada. Are you in Canada right now? Is that where you're at? Yeah, I'm in Canada. What what part of Canada? Um, it's best way to explain it without confusing everyone. Halfway between Toronto and Detroit. Okay. Because <laughs> if so, I say uh, the, the city name is London, so if I say that right, it's like oh, England. <laughs> yeah. So is that is that like a is that like a small town or is it a city? Um, it would be a city in Canada. I mean, in the USA, it would be probably like college town. You know what I mean? It's, um, about 300,000 or so, 400,000. And then, um, you know, during the school year, there's about hundred thousand students come into town. And what was that like during COVID? Was everybody like COVID crazy and pushing the lockdowns and stuff? Well, it's Canada, right? So most people just bought into it. Um, now I don't know if you know this, but, um, it's a known fact that our Department of National Defense actually ran psyops on our citizens. Oh yeah, <laughs> they've been doing that to people for for the since the fifties and probably before it. I mean, but, but uh, with COVID, they actually ran psyops to convince people that it was a threat and they needed to um, obey the policies. And it, it's actually known, it was actually released by like CBC, which is uh, the communist, I mean, Canadian Broadcast Corporation. Okay. <laughs> so what, how did, what, what was the, so what, they were just like, they just released it and, and uh, how did you find out that it was a sigh? I mean, we all know it's a sigh, but how did you find out? No, they had like um. The, the Canadian Broadcast Corporation, actually, um, which is, I call it the Communist Broadcast Corporation, but uh, they re- actually published the fact that it was a, sci- a military psychological warfare operation um, that was publishing their, um, P- uh, it was actually, actually, let me see, I'm pulling it open here, um, uh, but basically they published that it was a, operation that was being run on the Canadian citizens about the uh, effects of COVID. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> so, but, but and, and then, like, what would you say the state of, like, people's minds are on it now? Like, you know, people's perspectives on COVID now, how are they, like, viewing it now? Is there still a lot of people wearing masks? Um, I would say with it being Canada in winter, right? I didn't know, as soon as winter came, it seems like you see more people um that were jumping in and throwing the mask back on etc um but i mean let's be honest it's it's cold as hell here right so it might also just be um 
Yeah. Yeah. Could be yeah, I mean, it may just be instead of wearing a scarf, right? It's convenient to wear the. Yeah, like um, it just might be convenient to actually wear that as part of your winter attire, right? So, hey, I mean, the masks will warm your face up. I was in Washington during the whole COVID thing, and I had to wear it quite a few times in these small businesses, and it was warmer, but uh, I was avidly yeah. opposed against the masks because I just. Uh-huh. I know what it's all about. You I never know. wore one once, but that's because I've had lung disease my whole life. And <laughs> like, hey, it's just something hereditary. So I was like, man, even when my, like, when my doctor started trying to tell me, I'm like, wait, wait I'm, a, I'm 40. Well, I'm going to be 45 in February, right? I was like, wait, I'm 40, like two at the time. I'm like, you've been telling me for 40 years, never put a mask on my face because of my lung disease. Now you're telling me I have to wear one all, every day. Like, yeah, yeah. go pound sand. That was that was my whole thing was is I'm like I'm I'm 47 years old. I never had to wear masks. Like yeah. we've lived through through pandemics before. Granted they weren't as it, it, uh, blown all over the media as this yeah. one. But like we never were encouraged to wear masks. Like uh I don't feel I feel like this is just it's like I've been alive for half a century almost. Like yeah. w- what's what's the scam here and People, they didn't just didn't see it. They're just so scared. That's because we live in a society of people who have no spiritual foundation. So yeah. they're like terrified of dying because, yeah. you know. Well, I also told other people, I'm like, man, because um, once and once I seen how like, it, like ridiculous it got, I literally, I did my research. I'm like, you know what? Who's ever telling you to wear a mask knows for a fact that they don't work. And I was like, you know how I can tell you that they know they don't work? And so I, I, man, I'm the type of person when I see something, I'm going to research it, right? So I was like, okay, cool. Now, if, if all our doctors are telling us to wear masks, what level of uh, BSL, biosa- biosafety labs, do they ever wear a surgical mask? Tell me. <clears throat> and uh, I'm like, they don't. If, if you're in a BSL three or four, depending on what you're working with, you would be required to wear a respirator, but you will never, ever be required to wear a mask in a BSL. So they know they don't work. Yeah, well, and then you had Dr. Fauci saying that it won't protect you, and then all of a sudden you got to wear two masks. And yeah. he, he he said before, the best vaccination is to get the illness itself. And then he was like, you know, that that's the way, you know, because you you develop the, um, the antibodies. And then all of a sudden, no, no, you got to get the vaccine and all the boosters. It's like the flip-flopping of all the stories and just, I just don't trust the government in general. Once you come out and you start acting like there's a scarcity of vaccines, which I know is a psychological trick. It's like, Oh, make it seem like it's scarce. So everybody wants it. And then, and then when, when everybody doesn't want it, then start incentivizing it. And then when the incentives don't work, start humiliating people. Then when the humiliation doesn't work, start threatening people. It's like, yeah, it's like of course this is it's it was never about your safety. It was yeah. always about you know enriching big pharma and government control yeah. over people. And like I say here, um, I pulled that article open right. Uh, so it says portions of a military information campaign meant to influence the Canadian public during the COVID nineteen pandemic continued uh, to operate months after the chief of defense staff. At the time, she ordered it shut down in the spring of 2020. <laughs> so, yeah, they're running uh, psychological warfare on Canadian citizens. And this is coming from the CBC, which is actually the uh, state media here in Canada. 
Well, yeah, and all the biggest media groups here in in yeah. the United States are clearly full of shit and clearly doing the same thing: psychological operations and yeah. you know just brainwashing. I, I just anything like that. I tell people, I tell people from religion to politics, if it's super mainstream and super popular, it's a psychological <laughs> operation. That doesn't yeah. mean that you might not get some good things out of it but the vast majority of it is all bent on a lie to control you and make you bend to the will of whatever powers it be yeah now let's go ahead what we're going to talk about anyways because i can tie this in now um so let's start with um do you know the etymology of the word education because education is one of the um one of the uh, definitions or one of the 10 places of the communist plan. So do you know what the etymology of the word education is? It's Germanic, right? Uh, French or Latin. Okay. But, uh, uh, so I'll give you a hint. Actually, I'll just tell you real quick. The training of animals. That's what <laughs> so, that means? Yeah, education means to train animals. Well, and then, and then, like I tell, I've been telling people for years, I'm like, guys, like, wake up. Like, you think because your family and your friends love you that you're, you're some important person, but the bottom line is, and you are an important person, mm-hmm. but the bottom line is, is the government doesn't look at you like that. They look at you like a bunch of dumb cattle. Okay. Yeah. You're basically their farm animals, and yeah. that's the way they're going to treat you. Yeah. So I actually have it open on my screen here because I'm actually on my computer. Uh, so, and yes, and, um, I'm just actually, cause this is a different page than I looked at before, but, um, it's originally Latin or French. So and French, actually, this is a different than I had opened the other day with Lee, but let's go ahead here. And. Yeah, I'm not seeing the same one on here, but let's do Control F. But yeah, it, and on a different etymology webpage, it's literally so it's training about animals. And I'm just trying to see because this one's a much more thorough page. But it's training or rearing either way, right? Okay. And then, so the reason I brought that up is. So the 10 plagues of communism, number 10, which is, I, I always say is the most important one, is free education for all children in government schools. Abolition of children's factory labor in its present form. Well, that we can agree with. But again, the free education, why do they need you? Why do they need the government to educate us, right? Well, and then nothing's free. <laughs> yeah. But uh, why, do, why do they need the government to educate people instead of like, you know, maybe... Maybe, um, you know, maybe uh, like yourself, you're a tattoo artist or whatever, right? So maybe Uh you have a child and, you you know, you don't want him to continue on family tradition or whatever. Why do do they need to educate you through school, right? Uh, um, I'm sure you can find a a private uh, industry that would be able to educate your son or, uh, you know, provide him arithmetic and reading, writing, all that stuff, right? Yeah. And then when he's old enough, he can start to teach teach him your trade or a different trade if he wants, right? But what they need to do is to convince you that uh, the government is actually the one who has the ability to actually, you know, 
um, you know, like uh, the federal sort of number five is the centralization of credit in the hands of the state by means of a national bank, which state with state capital and an, an exclusive monopoly. So like they need to, they actually need to have the, your children so that they can actually teach you that like the government is allegedly intelligent and smart enough to actually manipulate the entire world economy. Yeah, yet we see what's happening today with the world economy, right? So it's all yeah, one giant yeah. Ponzi scheme. Yeah, to, well, yeah, to, totally. It's like what they do is they, is they have all these different companies and corporations and say, oh, the Better Business Bureau and the FDA and regulated by the SCC and make it sound like it's just this really professional, really accredited institution that these people are in a line with and they're doing it by, you know, by this protocol. And, and there's a you know, a group of people in the country that it makes them feel really important and intelligent, mostly the people that are, you know, the, 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 the half-baked intellectuals that believe that they're, they're uh, you know, they're getting the exclusive education um, yeah. from these accredited institutions, right? It makes them feel intelligent and important. But at the end of the day, like you said, it's a psychological operation to brainwash and indoctrinate the children to think a specific way yeah. and and even like how i said earlier like with the, the vaccines they they make it seem like there's a scarcity so people will want it more it's a psychological trick they throw out well we're gonna abolish child labor so we can give them a free education it's like this oh we're gonna do you guys a favor and then you know we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna love the children, and then we're gonna help them with education because we care. It's like, but you guys yeah. have never cared since ancient times. You've always been dirty, rotten scoundrels. But now all of a sudden you care, and dipshits fall for it. Yeah, and it's all part of that uh, black robe society, right? The priest class, right? So you know, you have the you have the judges in the black robe, you have the priests in the black robes, and then when you graduate your university and you're indoctrinated into their programming, you, you get your black robe. Yeah so false uh, sense of importance yeah now let's go ahead here um like i say um i have the 10 plagues here in front of me and this actually this first appeared in uh manifesto by marx so i'll run through them real quick and then we can go ahead and kind of uh explain how all of them or maybe you you can shoot back and say how uh, maybe i'm wrong and um Maybe I'm wrong, and one or two of them don't actually apply to our country or your country or mine or whatever, right? Okay. So, again, this is easy to find anywhere. If you go um, on Google, whatever, you type in 10 plagues to communist manifesto, 10 plagues to communism, it's going to come up. <clears throat> Abolition of private property in land and application of all rents of land to public purpose is number one. Again, I'm saying that's... It's not fully, but it's definitely partially implemented already. Absolutely. That, that's what um, land taxes are about. Bureau of Land Management. Um, yeah. <laughs> well, and then I just saw this video this morning of this guy who got in trouble for taking the deer carcasses and feeding, you know, turning it into like animal food. The government showed up and they're like, that's our deer. And he's like, but they're just going to rot on the road. It doesn't matter. It's our deer. Yeah. Uh, so number two would be a heavy progressive or graduated income tax. Hmm. Do we have that? Yep. <laughs> Abolition of all rights of inheritance. Now, not all. 
But, but inheritance tax, right? Yeah, the, the inheritance tax, or if you don't have a will, then what happens? Doesn't your property go straight to the government? Um, I'm not certain on that one, but uh, again, too, either way, you know, like I say, so far, three of them are at least like, you know, 50% implemented, we could argue. Absolutely. <laughs> so confiscation of property of all immigrants and rebels. Um, hmm, do we have um, eminent land domain or, you know, um, of all rebels, you know, so um, for asset forfeiture? Yeah. <clears throat> Next, uh, number five would be centralization of credit in the hands of the state by means of a national bank with state capital. And Absolutely. Visa, Visa, MasterCard, American Express. Uh, the Federal Chase. Reserve. The yeah, Federal, Federal Reserve, Reserve issues many for the country, which is a <clears throat> private institute, right? But <laughs> it's still centralized. It may not be in the hands of the government, but it's still centralized. Absolutely. Centralization of the means of communication and transportation in the hands of the state. Do you have an FCC and do you have a Department of Transportation? Yeah. <laughs> Extension of factories and instruments of production owned by the state. The bringing into cultivation of wastelands and the improvement of soil generally in accordance with a common plan. So again, Bureau of Land Management. FDA, uh, Department of Agriculture, Monsanto. And when it comes to extension of factories and implement uh, uh, of the instruments and in the production owned by the state, um, subsidies. Yeah. <laughs> so then if we jump into number eight, equal obligation to equal obligation of all work, establishment of industrial armies, especially for agriculture. So that one is uh, definitely, you know, well, look, you... look at what they're doing with uh, the farms all over the world now in the in the in lieu of climate change yeah you know like they're what is that sweden uh, one of it those was, um denmark where they've said that they have to kill, kill off all their cattle because of the yeah. nitrogen that and they're destroyed like thirty thousand farmers showed up because they're like destroying all the farms all over these countries and and then you have uh, what? Uh, Ukraine is not producing wheat as much wheat this year. I think they said they only did thirty percent production. Yeah. All these grain factories, all these trains, and and even cattle dying here in America. Like they're clearly doing something with um, food and agriculture. Well, even if you go back, uh, you know, it's almost like people say. Uh, History doesn't rhyme, and uh, I mean, it doesn't repeat, but it rhymes, right? So, um, you know, Walter Durante actually won the Pulitzer Prize for uh, the New York Times for completely lying about the genocide in the Hall of Demore. <laughs> and <laughs> how long ago was that? 1930. And where did it happen? Oh, Ukraine. Well, hey, and then you could just go back to, like, ancient times, like, even in the story of Robin Hood, like, the beginning of Robin Hood, him and his men are starving, so he shoots a deer. The sheriff in Nottingham sees it. He runs up on him. He's like, you know the penalty for killing a royal deer. The penalty is death. So they've been controlling food for thousands of years. Oh, most definitely. Um, now we're jumping into number nine here. A combination of agriculture with manufacturing industries, gradual ab abolition of the distinction between town and country by a more equitable distribution of the population over the country. Uh, so, definitely. 
Can you explain that one a little bit? Um, so it says uh, a gradual abolition of distinction between the town and country by more equitable distribution. So okay. let, let's think of what they've done over the last, you know, especially in the USA, right? Um, I used to live in winter, which is right across from Detroit. So uh, you think of all the uh, auto factories that used to yeah. be there. Um, all these small towns that which around Windsor, all the small towns not too far from Detroit where they would, uh, you know, they would actually create the parts for the cars. And th this would actually keep these towns up and running, right? So how many of those small town factories have been closed? Yep. Um, and then the population completely dies down. They go into the, po uh, they go in towards the cities or whatever. And that's without even starting going into with all the UN smart cities that are coming which is kind of funny too, right? Because recently everyone's like, oh, Kanye, Kanye, Kanye. I'm like, man, as soon as he allegedly got uh, uh, kicked out of the banking system, first thing he talks about doing is his Yanko system or whatever. I'm like, okay, cool. So this guy's supposed to be against the system, but the first thing he does is like decides that he wants to build his own UN smart city. Sounds like he's huh. just trying to... <laughs> this sounds like he's just trying to... Um, Working on behalf of the, the you know, the globalists to actually put all these uh, black communities in. But hey, it's Kanye doing it. It's not the UN, you know? Yeah. I tell you, anybody, again, like pop culture, it's always like, I always tell people, again, like if it's super popular, if it's super mainstream, I just don't trust it. One thing that, like, I noticed about a lot of that communist manifesto is, and you can go to, like, people like Henry Kissinger. If you control the nation's food, you control the people. Half of those, almost half of those ten tenets of communism was based on agriculture and land management. Um, yeah. Shit, I had another one. Oh, oh, you were talking about Detroit with the, the cars and the factories over there. Well, that a lot of that was due to not only cheaper labor, but the prison industrial complex, you know, uh, building prisons all over the country, knowing that if you take the jobs away from the people, uh, rampant crime is going to, you know, it's going to be on an uptick and you're going to you're going to be able to fill your prisons and tax the citizens even more and, and, and under the guise of safety. So all these guys lose their job. They get hooked on drugs. They start doing crime or whatever. And now they're in prison. Yeah. Now it's kind of funny. You brought up Henry Kissinger because he's definitely a communist too, but he's, this is uh, when I'm going off the communist manifesto, right? So that's, um, that's <laughs> the Marx version. But um, if I'm not mistaken, Henry Kissinger actually attended the Fabian School of uh, Economics, or sorry, the, the London School of Economics, which was actually started by Fabian School, uh, Fabian Society. Now, Fabian Society is definitely a communist plot. Um, I know with H.G. Wells, it was one of the other two founders, but um, do you know who else attended the London School of Economics, the same as Kissinger? Who? Rockefeller, oh. George, George Soros. Pierre Elliott Trudeau. There's a whole list of them. Well, you know, it's great. Yeah. Keynes, I think. What's that? Who? Maynard Keynes, I think. So Keynesian economy. Wait, 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 wait. Who, is, who is he? Uh, Keynesian. So he's the one who actually decided, uh, he's the one who built, kind of basically uh, built the entire modern economic theory, modern monetary theory. Uh, the, did you say Kinsey? Keynesian. Keynesian. Oh, Keynesian. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. John Maynard Keynes, right? I'm pretty sure okay. he was there too. Yeah, well, and then and then look at like like you're saying Pierre Trudeau, 
he was married to Justin Trudeau's mother, right? No, he's uh, allegedly Trudeau's father. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. (laughs) And there's pictures of Trudeau's mother, like, getting all cozy with Fidel Castro. We know Castro was a communist. You just look around, look around the world at, like, most of, like, the the popular leaders. Like, they're all, like, lock and step with, like, you know, like the global globalist agenda is clearly communist. Yeah, uh, you, you have Obama and Hillary Clinton praising Saul Alinsky, who wrote the Communist Manifesto, who tri- attributed it to um, attributed it to uh, Lucifer. Yes, exactly. Well, that's what it was called, the Communist Manifesto, still, right? Saul no, no, his was Rules for Radicals. Rules for Radicals. That's right. Um, yeah, Marx and he, was the and Communist he, Manifesto. Yeah, and uh, my, my my mistake. Uh, yeah, he, he uh, yeah, he he like you said, he dedicated his book to to Lucifer because the 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 true religion of communism is Satanism, and you can there's books written about Karl Marx and Satanism. Yeah. There, I've 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 you know I listen to them on audio, because I, I came to a, a like looking into communism and. Satanism, I was like, oh, my God, it's always with these communists and these atheists and these science people that Satanism seems to be running rampant amongst their their groups and their secret organizations. And then yeah. so I found that book called I think it's called Satan and Karl, Karl Marx. Now, also, if you look at the U.N., what is their official religion? Right. The Lucis Trust, Lucifer Trust. Uh, yeah. Bailey. Um, so that's definitely, you know, that's all part of their agenda, right? So they were pushing that. And then if you actually go onto the website, it's like, it's kind of funny because like uh, the loosest trust on the website for the UN, it's like, uh, yes, it might have previously been referred to Lucifer publication, but that was before it was uh, part of the UN. And they referred to Lucifer as like the, the meaning of lux, which is light. <laughs> so yeah. even... Even on the UN website, they have to like kind of hide the fact, like because everyone knows that it's their Lucifer trust. Well, even right now, like we're supposed to be in the age of enlightenment. Yeah. Right, and then you like all you got to do is you just look back at architecture from you know two thousand years ago, and you're like, we are idiots compared to the people that built this ancient architecture. But this is the age of enlightenment, like we're just the dumbest society i think that the earth has ever <laughs> you, you need to watch the one uh podcast that i did with um new york patriot actually um it, i ran like two hours and on that one i literally um a buddy of mine um sent me it was just a clip of uh someone walking into a pyramid uh-huh and i was like man the first thing i heard, and i say this on the podcast i'm like yo like the first thing i thought was like because they have all the carvings and everything I'm like man and we have t- uh, Tinder and Twitter, right? You know, so I was like, then I was like, wait a minute, this is fucking evil. So I literally did like a two-hour podcast with him, just based on my understanding of the underworld versus celestial. Uh huh. And so it's kind of funny that you say that, like under the age of enlightenment. Like, I mean, you know, like if you look back uh, about. Man, I don't know how long ago, but obviously, if we accept their timelines, what through the 1200s to the 1400s, whatever, all these beautiful celestial buildings like being built upwards, right? They, they weren't yeah. like, they weren't dark, they weren't, you know, whatever. But then uh, all of a sudden, too, over the last hundred years, how many of these underground places like uh, the, the Sphinx or all these are being rediscovered, or, you know, you see all the time, and like, 
oh, new pyramid found in Mexico, new pyramid found in Serbia or whatever, yeah. right? So yeah. like, are they just being rediscovered or do, are the people that uh, follow this um, underworld related, uh, you don't believe that they're in enough power that they can bring them back out to us? That that's true. And then it, like with, um, so I did a podcast on my show episode 110 and I always encourage people to go listen to it because even if it's not true, it's really fascinating. And I, and I look at it as like some of my better work, um, me and this, there's only a couple of guys that I know there's probably more now, but it was about 10 months ago when I released this podcast, it was called Tartaria and the millennial reign of Jesus Christ. And I had got it down to between the age of 400 and, or maybe it was like 600 and, uh, 1400 that the, 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 there was a potential that Christ or the collective of Christ men or whatever, because I'm very flexible on that. I have no, you know, religious affiliation with church or anything like that. I am not a, a what you would call a Christian uh, because I, I believe that the Bible has been, you know, rewritten. Not only believe, I know that it's been rewritten, retranslated multiple times and that it's also a psychological weapon for control for the people. But that's not to say that the message of Christ or anything like that is not, uh, you know, a, a positive one or a spiritual one. But uh, in that podcast, what I said was, is uh, if the Bible is true, I believe the apocalypse already happened, that Christ returned for a thousand years. He built all this magnificent architecture all over the world because in ancient Greek, he wasn't a carpenter. He was known as an architecton, which is a master builder. And during this thousand year reign, Satan was in the pits of hell, chained in the pits of hell, and was not allowed to cause havoc. But at some point, the millennial reign was done. They uh, unchained Satan from the pits of hell to come back and deceive all nations. Now, how I use this as is look at specific politicians. They are the same person. Trudeau is the same person as Gavin Newsom. He's the same person as Barack Obama. They're the same person as Macron and Angela Merkel and, and as Kamala Harris. It's the same fucking person. So do these people have the spirit of Satan within them? Because they're clearly back to deceive the world. I don't know, but Back in the 14 to 1600s is when the age of enlightenment, the age of Lucifer began. That was my theory. Yeah, I, I listened to that one when uh, you were on um, New York Patriot. I think I listened to it on your podcast, too. Oh, OK. Uh, yeah. But like looking at the architecture, you're like something, someone with a divine connection to source creation built this. Yeah. Well, even then, too, um, if you look at um, it, it, uh, like all the the sound, uh, like all the stained glass windows that like have the sound waves or the chimeric, yes. whatever, the chimotics or whatever it's called there, yeah. right? Now, when it's kind of funny when I talked about the stained glass, um, do you know about uh, the Fabian Society stained glass window? No, I do not. Um, I brought it up on one of my podcasts with Lee, too, but um, so... The Fabian it's, Society is it's a that's a communist society. Yes. Okay. Uh, the Fabian Society is basically um, 
Uh, so Mark's idea was that uh, you're just going to get all the all the um, working class to just turn over and revolt and join like the the you know the betterment of society. Now with the Fabian Society, right? Mar- Marx wanted everybody to fucking just become deadbeats. <laughs> yeah. Right. And didn't like three of his kids commit suicide? Uh, I think like three or four or something like that. I don't even know how. Yeah. Many. Like, are you gonna take advice from some guy who can't? He can't even like. He's gonna tell you how to run society, but he can't even run his own household. And he's talking about being anti-corporatist, but he's being employed by the corporatists, right? Exactly. But with uh, that's one. Like with Fabian society, they're more of like, hey. You know, two steps, uh, two steps forward, one step back is still one step forward, right? So that's kind of like their philosophy, right? So yeah, and think, justifies the means. So think about like you know, like the last two years. Again, too, like we were saying earlier, or I said earlier, maybe maybe these people are, um, maybe these people are just putting the masks on because it's winter time and they're trying to keep their face warm, right? Uh huh. Or maybe they've just been brainwashed that you know it's the cold season, so. Now it's time to wear a mask. Yeah. So, I mean, that would still be a two step forward, one step back, right? But it, you're still one step forward at the, when in the, the, the grand total or the sum total, right? You're talking about the grand total for the um, for the indoctrination of the people. Yeah. Okay, like, yeah. There, there's, there's some total. If Even if, uh, you know, let's say, uh, honestly, like if two years ago, you would have had like 1% of society who would consider wearing a surgical mask in the... You know now now if they're up to uh, now if they're up to ten percent after the last two years of the indoctrination they're still far ahead right yes so yeah now it's uh, the reason I was asking about the stained glass window is um so George Bernard Shaw like the author mm-hmm. he was one of the funding uh, founding members but there's this stained glass window and it's actually in the London School of Economics now when I say the London School of Economics which I brought up earlier. That's, um, you see all these world leaders that attend that school. Well, the school was actually started by the Fabian Society. So they're literally attending a communist economic school. And then people don't realize that because it's got the word London in it. And they're implanting themselves in governments all across the world. And you said that 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 stained glass window is at the London School of Economics? Yeah. And it was actually, it was re- um, it was actually rededicated to the school by Tony Blair. <laughs> so, um, but at, at the top of it, it says remold it nearer to the heart's desire. And then it has this Fabian. Oh, yeah. And then it has the Fabian Society logo, which is actually a wolf in sheep's clothing. Yes. <laughs> I'm now, looking at it right now. Yeah. And if you look at it, it's an iron orb. Which they're hammering out. It's George Bernard Shaw, one of the other founding members of the yeah, uh, and it's the globe, yeah, it's the world, rather. Yeah, it's the orange orb. Uh, yeah. <laughs> so this is actually in their school. And and how many people like if you, if you've ever heard of before, like you know, like I said, Trudeau went to London School of Economics. George Soros went to the London School of Economics. So, like, there's a huge list of people, right? Trudeau yes. Senior. I mean, so. What? When you hear that school, do you think it's a communist school until I told you? Well, I didn't I didn't know about the school, but like all you have to do is just tell me who's going there. Oh, <laughs> yeah. yeah, I know what that what time it is. 
but even then you probably wouldn't like you know most people wouldn't think like hey this is that this is communist like it's literally <laughs> a communist school right from the start like it was founded it was founded by the fabian society which, yeah well and then you have the the images of all these people five men on each side praying yeah. to the pillars of two four yeah two, and then four, if you look it's getting closer it actually has uh 11 like, pillars yeah and then you can get closer there's actually wording on there right yeah and let's see if i can zoom on oh that. yeah and then one of the books the guys looking at new world for <laughs> I don't know what that says. Yeah. And then it's kind of funny too, right? Because um, I think the name of this stained glass um, is actually hammering out a new world. So what? Uh, this was originally designed or whatever. I think it was 1913. This is what stained glass was developed or whatever. Now it's called hammering out a, br a brave new world. And Fabian Society remembered. 10 years later, right? It's a brave new world. Yeah. People talk about it being as a dystopia. No, it's it's a gameplay. Yeah, this is what they wanted. Like, that's what, like, so a lot of my family, they're, you know, they're conservative or, you know, some of them are, you know, Democrats or whatever, but like yeah. both sides get all worked up and, and the conservatives are particularly worked up right now. And I understand why there's a lot of bullshit going on that I don't agree with. Uh, and it's given to the people by the left. But like, you know, you go back 15 years, it was given to the people by the right, the Bush yeah. era. But um, well, that's all of, that's all Hegelian dialectic anyways. Um, if if Fabian society started in England, obviously, right? So um, if you look back, the Labour Party in England is actually an offshoot of the Fabian society. And they are actually involved with the Tories too, originally. So, but either way, the who? The Tories. So, either way, they started both of the uh, main political parties in England that still exist today. Well, here you go. And, and like on a global plan, how, how it's always like funding both sides of a war. Yep. And we know that the Rothschilds came out of England, or at least that's where they made their fortunes. Um, and the royal family is very connected to the Rothschilds. And and now we have, like you said, George Soros, who is probably I, this. I the have father. a theory on them. Well, I, we'll, we'll get in that in a minute. <laughs> I, I want to tie this in. Yeah. Uh, George Soros is the father, or at least acclaimed, of uh, Zelensky of Ukraine, right? They look exactly alike. Yeah. Um, and George Soros was Jewish, but he worked for the Germans and somehow the Rothschilds got a hold of Israel. But then, you know, during COVID, they force vaccinated everyone and they, they basically treated their own people like they were the Nazis. Yeah. And, and it's like now it's like looking at everything. It's like, OK, well, so like the Ashkenazis and the Germans are like partners. Or It's really weird. It's like. And so this whole like Nazi Jewish thing is like this, this turmoil created in order to create a global agenda, because like now even with like Kanye West coming out and speaking out against the Jews in power, uh, he's getting all this backlash and, and like they're just like stranded in this. The Jewish people are stranded in this eternal state of victim consciousness. And you can't even say 
hey, you know, the NBA is all ran by Jews or the media is all ran by Jews because then like they're like anti-Semitic. And it's like, well, no, that's not anti-Semitic. That's me stating a fact. It's strange that all these people and I'm not saying that the Jews are the most powerful people in the world because I feel like everybody that's involved in this globalist plan, which is all different nations and nationalities, um, they're all in on it to a certain extent. But it's very weird that at the top of all of this stuff, it goes back into like Zionism and, and like Kazarianism and like the Rothschilds and the Rockefellers and all these like super well to do. I mean, I don't know if the Rockefellers are Jewish, um, but um, just going really high up. Yeah. It's like this Jewish thing. And I know there's a lot of Jews in the Ukraine and there's like a big Nazi movement in the Ukraine. It's really fucking weird. Yeah. Now, here's another thing for you to think about. How do you get the word Nazi? Is it National Socialism, which would be Naso? Or is it National Zionism, which would be Nazi? Ashka Nazi. Yeah, but I'm saying with the, um, if you're thinking like the, the, the German party was National Socialism, right? Yeah, but it's National Zionism. I agree with you. <laughs> 100%. And I never knew that until you said it, but I'm like... Oh, of course. That makes one of because it's all about phonetics. We were talking about it earlier. Like yeah. you were saying what education meant. Well, look what government means. Govern, control, meant, meant a mind. Yeah. You know, tell a vision. It it always goes back to phonetics with these people. Actually, I have one of those smart TVs for the like when I stream podcasts or whatever and whatever, but the, the name on it is Tell a Vision. <laughs> yeah, yeah, Tell a Vision. So when I, I'm sure when people are like actually, you know, it's just one of those ways of waking people up because if they're doing like their Wi-Fi and they see that, they're probably like, huh? That makes sense. Unless they're completely indoctrinated. So if we go to the Rothschilds too, here's my theory on them. I, I need to actually sit down and try to like research this here. But so we know, uh, I, I might ramble on on this one in a few moments. That's fine. Go ahead. Um, there's two different things I want to cover here first. So the Rothschilds, right? Well, originally, um, they were they kind of came out of nowhere. They allegedly they had a small banking house in Munich, and all of a sudden they're lending money to all the kings and uh, queens and the royal families of Europe to fight each other? Yes. But, like, how did they get all this money? It just it just doesn't add up to me. But then if you think about history, too, right, you have this other, um, so Rothschild is, like, Red Shield or something like that, right? Yeah. Or they have the Red Shield. Well, wasn't there another Red Shield that was disbanded by, like, the king of France about 200 or 300 years ago before that? That uh, was actually had all of the kings and queens indebted to them previously, you know, and has actually died in like the last one of the last of the members, the mole. It's actually, the mole. yeah, so the red, uh, the Templars, right? Yes. So my theory on this is that the Rothschilds are just a offshoot or um, follow up, uh, you know, maybe one of the higher members of the of Templars who kind of went underground with all the money. Well, the Vatican, the Vatican, they wear yarmulkes at the Vatican. Yeah. That's where the Templars came from. The Vatican is one of the most powerful religious institutions on the planet. Yeah. We know that they were, they were super tight. They were allies of the Nazis. That's how Hitler and his closest men 
escaped from World War II because Hitler wasn't killed. He escaped to South America, which is why there's German towns all over South America. No. So, and, and, and why would they send him to South America? Because Catholicism uh, basically, um, what's that word? They, um, they spread the religion across you yeah. know, South America and Latin America. They colonized. Yeah, they colonized, you know, South, Central, and, and Mesoamerica with Catholicism. And, and where's this Jesuit Pope uh, Antichrist? Uh, sorry, where's this Jesuit Antichrist? I call him the Antichrist. The whole opposite, opposite of the Pope, Pope is doing the Antichrist to me. Hey, because, and, and Dr. Fauci's a Jesuit. Yeah. To me, like, any, any, like um, I say the entire theory, uh, the entire office of the Pope is the Antichrist, because if you actually follow, like, Christianity in the Bible, what's, what's the first commandment? Thou shalt have no gods other than myself or whatever, right? So that yeah. when you have an entire building that says that they're the viceroy of that individual, like, get the fuck out of here. <laughs> you know what I mean? And I, mm -hmm. I'm... I was raised a Roman Catholic, and I, I did my confirmation and everything, but I still say the Pope is a fucking is the Antichrist. Absolutely. Now, now again, too, uh, tying back into communism and the Rothschilds. Uh, now, how much do you know about the War of eighteen twelve? Not much. So a lot of, and again, too, they they need their educators to. Now, lie. where was this war at again? USA versus Canada, allegedly. Okay. Can't, Canada wasn't a country till 1867, so it wasn't Canada that they were fighting. But that's the way it's uh, that's the way it's portrayed in these days, right? Okay. Now that entire so uh, 1812, I forget whatever president it was, but they had just actually eradicated the second attempt at a federal bank within the USA. Again, going back to communism, tenant number five, right? Now the entire the entire War of 1812 which was fought in the name of the British monarchs, was funded by the Rothschilds after the U.S. Um, refused the federal bank for a second time. So the Rothschilds funded that entire war and just had the British fight it. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's, the one, that's the one where like, they say that... Uh, now, if you look into it today, they'll say that the Canadians burned down the White House or whatever, but Canada wasn't confederated until 19, or 1867, so I wasn't Canada if it is the War of 1812. Yeah. So, well, you, and they know people are just too stupid to look up dates. Yeah, and they so that's why you have your educators, you know, training the animals to believe that it was Canada, not, not you know, not foreign influence. <laughs> Well, it's so funny that like you were talking about education, I mean, training the animals. Well, the masks are muzzles, dude. And if they're not muzzles, <laughs> just go back and look in history and look at how they made slaves wear masks. And oh, how yeah. they made women that they treat like slaves in Islam wear masks. Yeah. You guys are fucking animals. <laughs> Accept it. Wake up. And it is. And it's kind of funny, like even even like let's say like twenty years ago, like man, uh, I'll tell you this outright, whatever, because I don't hide it. But uh, like twenty years ago, I was like white power skinhead or whatever. God ran out of the USA by the FBI or whatever, you know, young and dumb, whatever. Yeah. But um, you know, even back then, like people would be like, "Oh, it's new world order, it's new world order." I'm like, man, it's not new world order. It's fucking old world order trying to take their power back. Like, and that's a that's another way that they manipulate people by saying it's a new world order. 
um, when it's the same families that are like that are taking, you know, same families that have been in power the whole time. How is it anything new about it, right? Well, then we can go, we can go into symbolism too. Like America symbol is the eagle. Yeah. Um, Nazi symbol is the eagle. Roman symbol is the eagle, which is act. It's all actually the phoenix. That you know, be, because it's rising from the ashes it's becoming its new form yeah it's the there and and you can even look at like the vatican they have the the that the um the iron cross on, on their on their um the, uh, the regalia the yeah. queen has it on her crown um i think that even some of the u.s the nazis have it Right. Yeah. It's the same. It's like the four. It's a Rosicrucian cross or Templar cross. You know, yeah. and it's, symbolism is everything. I, I think, too, and I might be like, you know, you might disagree with me on this, but I think that actually, if you look back in history again, too, uh, history is just his story and it's all a lie, anyways. But I think that realistically, the USA was originally founded as, and they completely took it down the old world order. Um, that's why in 1812 the British had to actually fight against the the citizens or the the founding fathers or whatever, right? The colonists. Uh huh. And then in 1860, like um, what happened in 1860? The pen pal of Karl Marx, that piece of shit Abraham Lincoln, that uh, actually this uh, like got rid of the Constitution. You know. <laughs> I'm not aware. I did not know that. I don't know a lot about Lincoln. I, I've yeah, he was. I've never trusted anybody that they made popular. I'm like, if you made this guy popular, and he's like a, a well-to-do person in history, he's a pedophile. Yeah, he's uh, he was a pen pal of Karl Marx. Um, he was also the uh, what was I going to say? It's, oh, Karl Marx actually referred to the. Uh, upbringing uh, or the the like civil war is a great socialist revolution really <laughs> yeah <laughs> well dude he, so i've been traveling across the country for the last 16 months i've been to like yeah. 28 states the amount of old world architecture in america that is still standing because they they've destroyed a vast yeah. amount of it it's yeah. astounding and then you have like the the um the society, I forget the name of it. It's um, it's for like old architecture. It's a specific society. They yeah. make it impossible for you to improve, you know, if you have an old building with, you know, like modern uh, carpentry and, and construction. Yeah. You have to do it in, in a specific way, so it, which costs so much money, which eventually people wind up selling or getting rid of this their old, you know, architecture. And then it gets destroyed. And I believe that that's on purpose. And like you said before, you know, America was this, this, uh, you know, broke away from this old world order. Um, I don't believe a lot of the history in this country. I think that the blacks, the whites, the reds and the yellows were all in America already. Yeah. I don't think Columbus CC number 33 founded America or discovered America. Oh, no. Hell no. Well, even if you look at here, right? So, um, if you go out to Vinland, Newfoundland, Newfoundland, or Newfoundland, you know, yeah, it's uh, it's or Vinland, if you call it that, V-I-N. Um, the what was it? Eric the Red was here in like 1100, and there's still the fucking Viking huts. Mm-hmm. 
Now, when you're talking old society too, right? Um, man, I don't know. Like, if you've ever been to Quebec, wow. I don't know if you can even come into Canada with your record, but like, I know you probably not. About it. Yeah. yeah. But like, if you go to Quebec, literally, like, if I, there's there's churches that are here from like 1500. Yeah. <laughs> and there's churches like that all over this country. Yeah. I'm going to eventually make a video and post all the pictures of all this old world architecture that I've f- photographed in this last 16 months yeah. all over the country. Now, going back to the Civil War, now, let's uh, again to why I say communist or that the Lincoln was the worst president in uh, American history. You know, um, T. Def- yeah, in 1862, the 1862, uh, yeah, what was it, uh, Legal Tender Act, 1862 Legal Tender Act, um, he decided that there was now going to be federal currency within the USA, right? And then his um, Secretary of Treasury was Salmon Chase. Yes, he's named after the fish Salmon. Um, so Sam and Chase actually was the one who actually helped Lincoln get that through. Then when 1867, it went to the Supreme Court to say whether or not the Federal Tender Act or the Legal Tender Act was actually legal. Sam and Chase was the chief justice that actually determined it was. Now, one of his, one of his good friends afterwards goes ahead and starts to chase bank. Chase I was bank just about the- to ask you, is there a connection? <laughs> Chase Bank is now tied with J.P. Morgan, who actually instituted the um, 1908. Um, so J.P. Morgan actually is the one who intentionally destroyed the U.S. economy by buying out all this, uh, like um, creating runs on all the small legal, little banks or whatever, right? Um, and this, the financial scare or whatever, 1907 or 1908. And then within 1913, they end up getting... Um, they end up getting the Federal Reserve Act, right? So people look at Federal Reserve Act as a single action, but it was it was a number of actions that led to that, right? So that, again, uh, you know, look at it like Bayman Society, where they're taking two steps forward, one step back. So each one, you know, is they've slowly been working at taking USA back. Unbelievable. Yeah, and it's kind of funny too, right? Because like. They want, they want you, to, or they want us to be defeated. They want us to feed, you know, you know, just give a think with that where we can't actually do anything that we can't succeed. Mm-hmm. Um, why would like if USA was a, a Freemason country, like they want us to believe? Why would they have need to require? Why would they require so many wars to take it back from us? You know what I mean? <laughs> why would they still be trying to take it back from the citizens? Right. Now, what people within the USA need to realize is that, uh, that there is still an opportunity to take advantage of the Constitution that was created and to take advantage of, you know, the systems that were created, you know. Well, they, they're doing a lot of people are going to court right now and they're winning a lot of cases based off constitutional law. Yeah. And that's like, that's, you know, one of the things that they, they can't get rid of is like Ben Franklin said, it's a republic if you can keep it. Right. So like freedom is. Freedom is never free, you know. It, it requires that uh, the tree of liberty to be, be bled on daily. You know what I mean? So, so, what do you think? Because I have my my opinions, and and like, 
with with the esoteric gladiator podcast i started it like shortly after covid and it was clearly uh started for me to share this information you know that i have and that you know friends and people like yourself that i meet on social media have to awaken people up and it was based on conspiracy and things like that and the occult and mysticism and things like that and late lately i've been transitioning more into instead of what the problem is because the problem is always fascinating it's always fascinating to go down these stories these historical stories of you know what you know how this communism started and you know who these people are related to and who they're all you know lined up with and associated with but lately i've been more like well i don't i i'm down to talk about the problems but I really want to these days focus on the solution or what positive outcomes I believe are going to happen. Because if you would have asked me 15 years ago, I'd have been like, it's hopeless. The new world order is going to win. They're going to take us over. And in the last 15 years, I've discovered so much darker information, but I've changed my life and perspective so much that I no longer believe, I don't believe these guys have a chance. I believe that, yeah, they're going to cause a bunch of, chaos and and people are going to die and there's they're going to win some battles but i believe the ultimate ending of this entire scenario is going they're going to be they're going to lose the war they're fighting against nature nature always wins um and light is way more powerful than dark and nature can prove that to people right but you know you could take a candle into a dark room and illuminate it but you can't bring dark into the light and you know cause an effect on the light so what do you think, uh, because you had just said, oh, man, you know, we still have a chance with the Constitution. I believe that 100 yeah. percent. What do you think the end result of all this bullshit is? Or did you want to still continue to talk about communism? No, no, I'm good with this, like where we went with this. But I, I think of it right now. I've said this uh, before recently. I think I said it recently on General Lee's podcast. Like uh, people ask me all the time. I'm like, uh, they'll be like, oh, well, what can I do? And then I'm like, man, I can't tell you what the fuck you can do, right? Like, um, you know, like I said, I grew, I grew up a skinhead. I know you've talked about your past. So people like you and I are willing to lay more on the line than someone, you know. But what you can do is turn off your, like, for us, it's like, a, well, with him, I said, turn off the Manchester United, turn off the Toronto Maple Leafs, never fucking turn them on again. It's bread and circuses, right? So you're talking about the television, right? Well, just uh, the, the sports, especially, right? So think of how yeah, many okay. people are like television itself, but uh, like uh, the sports, how many people do you know that are just like, as long as they get their, you know, they get a few beers in them and they can watch their team every week. Oh yeah. They'll never stand up for anything. Right. Well, and then beer, it's got things that it's estrogen producing. Yeah. So it's feminine. Like men think they're the tough guys hanging out, drinking with their friends. It's feminizing you, dude. Yeah. Most definitely. But I think that uh, too, right? Uh, and uh, when it comes down to it, and you know, you can't say like what we need to realize is that not everyone has their talent or their skill set that dedicated so there are some people like there are some people that aren't going to be required to just tell the old stories right now if if you're in a position where you think that with yourself you need to start thinking about like how to you know uh, give the white pill so to speak 
that's going to be a journey that you would need to like kind of figure out with yourself. Um, uh, I'm thinking about it. Like I'm, I'm giving the it. rainbow pill, <laughs> not the uh, gay rainbow pill. Yeah. Yeah. I know what you meant, but even then the, the rainbow, there's so many different ways to take that. Right. Cause this isn't uh, another theory. The, uh, there's two different theories that I know for the rainbow is the first is that, um, you know, when Noah landed, allegedly it was God's... Um, God's covenant. Yeah. Letting him know that we were under a dome. Now, the other one that I heard is that Ishtar, when all of her children were killed in the flood, she created that to, uh, you know, as a threat, to, as a little, allegedly a story, right? Yeah. So she created the rainbow as a threat to, uh, and that's, that's why they're actually attacking all of our uh, children now, right? Through... Yeah um and through abortion and birth control and whatever else right yeah so i mean there's definitely uh, again too i think a lot of this um a lot of this is uh that they're gonna go both ways on it but now here's the other thing to think of um now the pillars of enoch how much do you know about that i don't know a lot about the pillars of enoch and i'm actually very interested in hearing this so the Pillars of Enoch was, uh, he built the two of them, right? One was supposed to withstand the flood, one was supposed to withstand fire, so they're different. Um, so they can uh, withstand different resets, volcanoes yeah. and, and water, yeah. Yeah, now, the funny thing is, is like, so Enoch comes from the Bible, obviously, and then allegedly that's where the secret societies, um, Nimrod found the, found, uh, the seven um, mystical sciences under the pillar of Enoch, whatever, uh-huh. after the flood, after, and that's how the secret societies re- were reestablished under Nimrod. Now, if you look back in history, though, right, it's kind of odd that uh, he built two pillars, one for water, one for fire. Well, if you look into Norse mythology and Ragnarok, the entire world was wiped out in a flood of fire. So the, the, that's not entirely tied into Christianity at all, but it, it matches the other pillar, right? Yeah. And so Ragnarok is like all the gods fought. And at the end, they're, they were all dead, and then their children... Now here's another thing to think of is uh, the short version. So when uh, all the all the gods were dead, a couple of their children survived, or a couple came back up from the dead, and then they found the the golden pieces of the game of gods or whatever, right? So it's basically a chess uh, chess among the gods, right? So that's kind of interesting that way if you look at those two stories in conjunction with each other. I'm not saying 100% that either way they go that way, but it's kind of feel funny because I was always wondering why, like, the story of Enoch, right? I was always wondering why he had a pillar for one that could withstand flood and one that could withstand fire. And then I was like, you know, like I said, I grew up a skinhead or whatever, right? So I knew all yeah. the Norse mythology or whatever, right? Yeah. I, never put, I never really put it together. And then I was like re- revisiting the story of Ragnarok. And I'm like, wait a minute. There's well, another you- pillar. When you when you go through and I talk about it in that, I think I might have talked about it in New York Patriots uh, thing, where I talk about how, you know, the gods, they're the same characters, you know, re, you know, appearing 
all over the world in different stories. Yeah. Right. And just like the pillars, you, you know, you just think of the pillars of Mason, masonry, masonry, yeah. J and B, right. Uh, you know, or duality or whatever, which I, I, which is why I've been telling people like, no, I'm rainbow pilling people because, you know, they want you to believe that the chessboard is black and white, but I believe it's black with seven different colors on it because it's interdimensional, multidimensional, not just dualistic. And I think that duality itself is a trap and that, that in general, this realm that we live in is far more positive than negative. Is there negative? Absolutely. But if you look at like, let's say, the vast majority of of the lives that wolves or deer live i'm sure that you know most of their lives would be it would be at least 60 40 positive negative you know like deers aren't getting ripped to shreds all the time you know like wolves are only eating like once or twice a week maybe yeah well the other the other thing is though too yeah if you think about it is um the negativity the reason that we focus on negativity so much it's fascinating well not even just that it's a it's an addiction right um yeah it's fascinating when when you have when you have a but i'm talking more from like a cellular level right? okay yes when you have a positive moment you don't get those you don't get the epinephrine you don't get the dopamine right yeah your body will actually get addicted to the negativity where it won't get addicted to the positivity because you're not releasing all those uh, chemicals to actually survive. Yeah. Well, that's like even with like food. Yeah. You still there? Oh, there you go. Yeah, you 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 faded out for a minute. Uh, So that's like even with like a lot of like food allergies, a lot of people, you know, they'll eat certain things repetitively and not even realize they're allergic to that food. And the reason why they love that food so much is it gives you eat it and your body gets a, a mild adrenaline rush. So uh, the flavor, as well as this, you know, exciting feeling in your body is like, oh my God, this is so good. But really, you're allergic to it. That, that's like me with lactose. But uh, I make that because I know I'm lactose intolerant, but it's like, man, like once every six months, I'm like, eh, I got no plans today. I'm going to eat a tub of ice cream. <laughs> oh yeah i know what's gonna happen afterwards but i'm like man it's 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 enjoyable yeah like, like, yeah there you go it's like <laughs> the, the negative we, we get that rush but like think about this like if if we at a certain point as as a civilization of beings we all grew up with uh specific traditions like yeah. let's say we you know every morning the 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 village woke up and we met under one of those ancient temples with the bell, a brass bell and a bell tower with the mandala shaped window. And we went there and we meditated for half an hour to an hour with the bell ringing to help cleanse ourselves on a cellular level with that harmonics, um, that, that, uh, sound healing. Yeah. And, uh, what is it called? Chimatics? Chimatics. Uh, yeah. I think that's it. Yeah. I don't know. And, and something like that. Uh, something like that. Yeah. And, and 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 then from there we do 15 minutes of breathing exercises and we walk barefooted back to our house to eat with our family or maybe we gather in the town square 
and we have a meal together and we laugh and we talk and then and then we go and we do stretching you know ima- imagine like if, if 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 we had and this is kind of what i believe a lot of these ancient civilizations were involved in that created these um incredible monolithic structures that are built off sacred geometry and natural law it's like something not only incredibly creative but highly spiritual created that because i look at my my own life and i'm like i'm highly creative and i'm pretty fucking spiritual like i think that i would be able to look at something and make a judgment call on how i felt like that was made because when you look at these dipshit Egyptologists and all these people that are, you know, clearly part of some controlled um, club where you're only allowed yeah. to get certain information and they won't even allow Egyptians to talk about the history of their, you know, monolithic structures. It's like, okay, well, somebody's and, controlling and the cocaine this mummies. What's that? Uh, the cocaine mummies. The cocaine mummies. Yeah. What's that? Um, they decided that they're going to do some DNA testing on um, the mummies. I forget which ones. Um, so they figured out that uh, when they, they tested these mummies, that, that uh, they came back positive for cocaine, tobacco, and ayahuasca. Oh, wow. And all three of those are only located in Central America. Absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> and, and those are utilized in, in Sarah. I mean, I've done had the pleasure of doing ayahuasca about six or seven times and tobacco and ayahuasca are used hand in hand. But, um, I'm not surprised that they're using, uh, cocaine and, and they're probably using that at the end of a ceremony and they're probably making tea out of it or something out of the leaves. Yeah. But, um, uh, yeah. So like if you could actually do, like if you go online and you just type in like cocaine mummies. (laughs) Now, the other thing is too, right. Is, um, now we're told that like uh back here right or whatever have you ever looked at the heads for the omica o-l-m-e-c-a no and then yeah if you look them up and uh, i mean this is gonna sound racist. oh Olmeca, yeah the Olmeca. yeah this is gonna sound racist but not but um if you look at that nose that's a black fin and those are found all throughout mexico right yeah the the stone heads yes and, yeah, uh, they look Pacific Islander or African, one hundred percent. Like, like I said, I think that everybody was here already. Yeah, you know, hundred, a thousand, five hundred, you know, years ago. I don't, I don't yeah. think that there was just Native Americans here. Yeah, well, I think, I think it was like, like we, like the whole Earth was like the Atlantean or Lumerian civilization, where everybody was doing trade with each other, and kind of like the Roman Empire, how it had all these different races of people living under the gates of Rome. Oh, yeah, most definitely. But, yeah, no, they, they, that's a good one to look into because they when they did the DNA testing or whatever on the, the cocaine mummies, Egypt shut that down real fast once they got the first results. <laughs> oh, I can imagine because it destroys the narrative and now there's two ways that I look at it. They're, they're either they're hiding something or they're too proud to admit that they're wrong. But then again, they want you to believe that they're science and science is brilliant and they're experts, but that, you know, everything evolves in the world except for their theories of Egypt. It's like, yeah. dude, what, what is it? Are you brilliant? Are you some, you know what I mean? I, I thought things evolved in science. Well, not my, not my theories that, that were written on Egypt a hundred years ago. They're saying the same. That's the science is settled on that, you know? Yeah. 
And then let's be honest, is it just because Egypt makes that much money or is it something else that they're something greater that they're hiding on us? Right? I think it's a mixture of both. You know, it's 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 pride as well as hiding something. Yeah. Because you look at look at look at wars. Every time there's a war, they go and they attack ancient monolithic structures in museums. Yeah. What are you hiding? Why are you hiding that? Well, that but was it, like that was like the one podcast I did with the New York Patriots, just because I'm American, right? Uh, like first thing I did was like when I was talking about them destroying all these celestial buildings, I'm like, oh, here's the Temple of Jonah or whatever. <laughs> but yeah, ISIS went and destroyed the Temple of Jonah, which was um, you know from Nineveh or whatever. But it, to that today, that's modern Mosul or whatever in Iraq. Yeah. It's 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 pure insanity. And and like I said earlier, like imagine if we grew up in a civilization where we didn't have the same addictions or harmful um you know, because yeah. the people that are trying to control us have clearly uh they've found a way to live in inversion, which is, is the the violation of natural law. Whereas if we followed natural law we wouldn't have all these harmful addictions. We wouldn't be drinking soda pops and, and uh, you know, s- certain things like, you know, we would have positive uh, spiritual practices would be filling the spaces yeah. of, of these addictions. And uh, well, it's all materialism though too, right? Yes. So they just started creating a bunch of like, you know, whether they figure out small things like again you're going back to the bread and circuses the romans right so uh, now now they gave us all sports but didn't know what was the first thing that they did like i can't say for certain now it's kind of funny and uh, i've brought this up uh, before that no one ever wants ever wants to talk about right you have the east india trading company now um the george like uh you know, President Bush or Biden or whatever his name is, his family was directly tied to the East India Trading Company with Captain in it. So he's not no poor working class Joe, you know? Yeah. And he's uh, he uh, became a senator like six weeks after the youngest age he could become a senator in the most corrupt state in the USA. Like, get the fuck out of here, right? Yeah. But now, how uh, when we look at the East India Trading Company, I think part of the reason that they focus so much on the transatlantic um slave trade and uh, i'm not saying it's positive in any way but they like first off that was run by the brits and um it was run by the brits and the dutch you know uh, usa as a country only ran like the final portion of it right so what like one percent of it maybe you know throughout history and they put it all on like uh, the southern states like they were supposed to be ones were perpetrating the whole fucking thing right but no one talks about the trans-pacific uh, slave trade that was going on from like they would have the opium and, um, and through the East India Trade Company, they'd have the opium in Turkey. they go up through China. You know, you get the slaves up in China, India, and uh, Philippines or whatever. And uh-huh. then you have the opium wars out there. And then the, they would also go down to, um, even in the 1800s, they could go down to uh, South America and grab the cocaine down there too. Right? Well, look at, look at like even today, dude. The way that drugs historically have played out throughout history, it's like even today, like so many and and I'm just going to make a broad sweeping statement. Uh, I'm not saying that everybody falls in this blanket, but so many 
leftists and liberals I know are either on drugs or on pharmaceuticals yeah. with mental me- mental issues. And and I'm like, OK, or like they're they're super materialist. Right. Yeah. They, 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 they don't. It's not like a and, and some of them say they're Christian or whatever. And I'm just like, well, sure, whatever. That's to me is a materialistic religion anyways. Yeah. Um, but um, throughout history, the, the 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 main reaches of control have been food and drugs. Yeah. That's kind of funny you bring this up because um, I, I don't hide this fact or whatever, but you wouldn't have known it. But I don't think. Uh, my younger brother was actually suicided by our government earlier this year for mental health issues. Wow. So he I'm was sorry. Yeah, I don't condemn, I don't condone, but I can comprehend. You know, I grew up in the same house as he did, right? So I obviously I told you what it was definitely a fucked up situation for both of all of us, right? There is yeah. three. But at the end of the day. It's kind of funny because at the like, same time, like I, I was already 100% anti-government from the, the, the very concept of it, right? But yeah, it's kind of funny because he is 41 years old or whatever. And, you know, at the same time, we're like, hey, you have to wear a mask. You have to get injected uh, because if it saves just one life, oh, wait, you're 41 years old and you don't want a life? Okay, come here, we'll kill you. Yeah. <laughs> but... um the other thing is too that I'll just tell you how inept these people are. Exactly. Oh, so he took he took the um, what they're doing in Canada right now. Yeah, medical assistance. Assisted yeah. medical. He did that. Yeah, January seventh this year. What? Why? Why? Why was? If you don't mind me asking, what was his reason for doing that? A mental health reasons. I, I like okay. we weren't we weren't close or anything, but uh, yeah. I, but um, no. So at the end of the day, like. It's kind of funny because you just think about it. They're like, hey, if you save just one life, but hey, we're also going to like create um, suicide offered by the government. It's the third leading cause of death all across well, Canada. <laughs> I, just, I just posted a meme that, that had a picture of Justin Trudeau that said, I'm going to save all of you from COVID if it means I have to kill you. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. I'm going to save everyone from COVID even if I have to kill you. Well... Yeah, the other thing is, too, if you're talking about Trudeau, his father, or a lady you, you talking about Justin Castro? Justine Castro. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Justin but his, his, um, his alleged father, Pierre Elliott. Now, Justin was the one who was uh, doing this whole big thing about, like, hey, oh, the, the Roman, the Rome, now, don't get me wrong, I'm never going to be the one to defend the fucking Catholic Church, right? But yeah, he just did this big thing, like, oh, the Pope needs to apologize for his involvement in the residential schools. Well, first off, it, you know, it was your father who was actually implementing new schools. He wrote the 1969 uh, white paper that was so atrocious that um, uh, within a year, he had to re- the paper and he's like if they want to live in ghettos for the rest of their lives let them so like justin trudeau comes from a family of killing people you know how many how many children were kidnapped off the reservation by the royal canadian mountain police yeah and then when uh, disappeared or whatever because they wouldn't be brainwashed into the um new world or the old world order system right yeah so again too it doesn't surprise me that he's the one pushing for all the uh, euthanasia 
Yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, it's the same tactics, dude. Like, you know, uh, okay. yeah. there's, this, there's this weird duality, like, like, and because they're involved in the occult, there's this weird duality of, you know, the Ashkenazis and, um, and the Nazis fighting yeah. with each other still. But meanwhile, behind closed doors, they're buddies. George Soros is a Nazi Jew. Yeah. And, um, it, it's so and i know that people were rolling and i'm anti-semitic i'm not half my you know family's jewish yeah. and i'm not and i've dated so many jewish women and israeli women and moroccan jews and and so i'm not i but what i'm saying is i'm talking about history and most of the people that would say you're i'm anti-semitic are politically correct leftists anyway so i don't give a yeah. fuck what they have to say and yeah, they're to be honest it doesn't mentally really matter. deranged idiots it doesn't it doesn't matter because any and when you're um, see that's why I, I try not to refer to them that way because at the end of the day even if he claims that's just a wolf in sheep's clothing he's more of a fucking babylonian or whatever you know what i mean fucking he's one of those priest classes black robes and that's where i draw that's kind of where i do that a little bit different because um we need to actually address them by what they are and not uh not the the, the sheep's clothing that they wear right yeah so i get i get exactly what you're saying but i would say Referring to him as a Jew has nothing to do with it because at the end of the day, he is not a Jew any more than anything else, right? No, no, no. I was just using, using <laughs> the, I was using the, the battle of duality between the Nazis yeah. and the Ashkenazis, the Khazarians and the Germans, and how they, they, they create a division with, amongst each other so that in the end, the people of both groups can celebrate together you know, drinking and do their conquer yeah. and, and all they had to do was just kill their peasants. It's, yeah. it's pretty much what, what, you know, like the, 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 the old world order, new world order duality thing as yeah. well is like Putin, 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 Russia, 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 China, China, China. Meanwhile, all of our leaders are sitting together, pig roasting children and drinking their blood yeah. in the Putin, same secret societies. But the only passing uh play, right? Yeah, the only people that suffer are the peasants. Yeah, Putin's a Henry Kissinger uh, associate, right? He's been deployed by Kissinger the whole time. Like so even. many of these people have. <laughs> yeah, and uh, yeah, no. So I get exactly what you're saying, but um, the, the, no, the, the, that's really the one thing I say. though, is like we need to actually start addressing these people because, like, um, and uh, it's gonna be hard because you know. The majority of the, the population are going to like see someone like George Soros and say he's a Jew or whatever, right? Yeah. No, no. Just like George Bush is not a Christian when he goes to fucking Skull and Bones and he, he pledges allegiance to that fucking order that over everything else, including his family. Yeah. He's not a Christian. He's fucking black, black robe priest, you know? Yeah. <clears throat> so that's like kind of where I like, uh, you know, and uh, I get yeah, what you're all, saying. Yeah, they're all occultists. Yeah. Sure. The black row priests, right? Hey, and like, yeah, and like I said, dude, the the Karl Marx and Satanism. There's a book. I think it's called Karl Marx and Satan, or Karl Marx and Satanism. I yeah. forget. I, I forget what it's called. I read it uh, two and a half years ago. Yeah, but it's just it's astounding. It oh, yeah, 
it always goes back to these scumbags and their secret societies. And even com- communism is, is, is not even like even communism, like because what they want you to believe is in atheism and scientism and you're going to worship the government. But these guys don't even believe in their political ideology. These yeah. guys believe in the old world uh, dark arts gods. Yeah. Most definitely. It's, it's, <clears throat> it's the easiest way to uh, basically what they want to do and the new term that they're actually going to be using is communitarianism. Communitarianism? Oh my god. Yeah. So that's a good one. Equity. That, yeah, that's what they're going to be pushing when they start doing the UN smart cities from the, the text and the, the white papers that I've been reading. Do, you know what, dude? The, I don't know what your feeling is on it, but I would like to know. How do you feel, like, let's say... 15 years from now, what do you see? Um, I see that, uh, you know, I, I don't see that. I know what the, the plans are for these people. I don't see yeah. them achieving them because let's be honest. You know, look at look at today. <clears throat> you can't say that, uh, like, uh, Justine Castro is a good example. You can't say that Zelensky is a good example. Uh, you know, like, if you're looking back at, like, World War II, Man, FDR was a piece of shit scumbag who is a descendant of the Delano family. Like, that, why does he have that gay ass middle name, Delano, right? Because his family was East India Trading Company, fucking opium traders. But, uh-huh. um, so if you look back at like Winston Churchill, FDR, Hitler, you know, all of these people were at least like genuine, like, you know, compare them to, 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 to <coughs> sorry, compare them to the leaders of today. Oh, the leaders of the day are such pussies. Like, uh, like uh, Joe Biden, you know, he was he was originally supposed to be put in place in like eighty eight, right? When he had fucking. And here's what's funny too, because like I read way too much. They 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 talk all this shit, but like the David Duke, like if you look at George or uh, Joe Biden's original uh, presidential campaign, which ended up being the caucus versus Bush, but it, like uh, the Democratic primary in eighty eight was. Uh, Jesse Jackson, David Duke, and Joe Biden. <laughs> really? Yeah. <laughs> and let's let's not forget that uh, 1924 was the Klan Bank. So the, this this uh, this is the next presidential election is actually going to be the 100 year anniversary of the Klan Bank. So that was when the Democrat Party had like. Uh, uh, I think they had 50,000 Klansmen, and uh, now I. Uh, I don't know how much I believe in like what the clan was in the past versus what we're told they are today because they're definitely I think that they were society. a satanic organization. Yeah, they're definitely a secret society though too, right? So they were definitely involved with like they like I say they had um well Woodrow Wilson showed uh, birth of a nation in the, the, the White House, right? And then they had uh, the clan bank which was the fifty thousand of the Klansmen showed up to the DNC. Yes. <laughs> so but I think though too, I don't think it's nearly like I don't think it's something that's racist as much as it like or that back in the day. I don't think it was much about a race as it is portrayed today. I can't say for certain. Yeah. Um, like, what do you think you know, it was about? Uh, black arts, you know, secret uh, societies. Yeah, yeah, that's that's what I think. I think it was. I think it was a satan. I mean, I definitely believe they were involved in human sacrificing, which is, you know, the lynchings yeah. and all that. 
you know, and burning effigies and wearing robes and, and having black masks because they did it during at midnight during the when all yeah. the satanic secret societies do their mass. And let's be honest, a lot, a lot of these, a lot of these things too, right? Were, were they, because let's be honest, um, like if you go back and like, it wasn't just like Africans that were slaves, right? They had like the poor white trash that were too, right? So who's to say that they weren't like hanging those people too, right? Oh, yeah. yeah. So, I mean, again, too, a lot of it is, I think it, it, what I'm trying to say with them is um, with that organization, I think it's easier to portray it as one thing to keep people away from doing the research on what it yeah, really was. To find out what it really is. Yeah. They're occulting it, right? Yeah. Like, even uh, how do you get that stupid name, Ku Klux Klan? But it also sounds a lot like Kuliakon, right? The, so, yeah, Kukul, yeah, Kukulkan. Yeah, like whatever. It, it, Mexico, yeah, it yeah. sounds like a word that would be used in divination or magic. Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, I think uh, that part of it is that they definitely over the last 50 or 100 years kind of manipulated what, again, too, and the, the blood drop goes back to that Templar's cross that you were talking about, right? Yes, the Rosicrucian cross, yes. Yeah, that's what's on their rope, right? With the blood yes, drop on it. Absolutely. Yes. So, I mean, again, too, this brings us back to the first thing that we were talking about education, training animals. <laughs> you know, they, yeah. they, if they give you one story, so it's, it's a limited hangout, more or less, right? They, they know that. They know that uh, that organization was so successful that they had to come up with some sort of story. So let's put it as one thing versus another, right? And then we still protect we still protect our greater truth for them. So, so you you are under the the belief that these guys are going to fail, right? Yeah, most definitely. Um, like look at Trudeau. Look at like uh, you have Bush. Or, I mean Biden there, right? Like he he's not impressive at all. He he had three failed attempts at becoming president. He was supposed to be president by now, and then yeah. the they were finally able to manipulate society because of Trump. And now, the one thing that I say about Trump that uh, you know I know I'm not saying he's good or anything. Yeah, I I, can, I say Trump was uh, uh, John Gotti and the rest is Paul Castellano, right? You know what I mean. Okay. So both of them are criminals, right? But Gotti had to take out Castellano if he wanted to remain the doing what he was doing, right? You know what I mean? So like in this way, I think that you have the European and the Asian side of these um, these dark art occultists. They want to they want to destroy or eliminate America and bring it back to that bunting cloverleaf map, where you know what I mean? Which yeah. is like. Which is Europe, Africa, and Asia, with which is like it looks like a clover leaf, and then you have Israel, like um, or the Middle East is the head. So, but I think with uh, with the whole thing with Trump is that he just came around as like you know they wanted to destroy America, and then you have a bunch of the managerial class that they had to actually give some sort of power to, so that they could bring all the technology into play. And now there's enough people within America that are fighting back from within, you know? That's the way yeah. I look at it. it like Gotti versus Castellano, right? You know, it's not that either one of them are white hats. They're both black hats. You know what I mean? Yeah. 
they're just they're just members of different uh mob families yeah it's what they want it's what they want to do in the end right it's they have that's what that's the way i look at all the global leaders they're they're all like each country is a borough each (laughs) politician is a mob boss and all the senators are, are, are you know, the, the, the representatives of the family of the mob boss in those yeah. areas. And and what they do is, hey, you know, the Russians are like, hey, listen, guys, you know, America, you know, they're our enemy. They're going to come get us. And then America's like, yeah, you know, the Russians are coming for us. So we got to be scared. And it's like they're controlling their neighborhoods in their area through fear. And they're able to, hey, listen, guys, you know, there's this other, there's these other gangs out there. They're going to come get you. But if you pay me rent, I'll protect you from these guys, these other crime bosses. And they're really all, they're all collecting rent to give to the same crime boss that runs all these different families all over the world. You know what I mean? Yeah. The ACLU trading company now CIA, right? For like, if you think about it, like, uh, there is no such thing as a cartel. There's CIA employees, which is actually more of uh, employees of, um, you know, East India Trading Company or someone else over there or that way, right? So yeah. Like, uh, it's kind of funny. How did uh, like if, even if you think about like uh, the CIA or whatever, what was their first thing? Was Project Gladio where they combined or they um, teamed up with the mob and they teamed up with the Vatican and then they're buying op- opium from um, or heroin from the, the um, Asia, bring it back and put it into Harlem. You know, that's like yeah. their first. Mo- that's the first way they started making money, and that was like right after the OFS <laughs> days. Yeah, and then uh, they're also doing assassinations through that and running through the, the Vatican Bank and whatnot, right? So, well, shit. Yeah. We, this this was a good one, bro. We're gonna have to do this again. <laughs> yeah, most definitely. Yeah, I really appreciate you coming on and and being yeah. such an incredible guest and bringing so much knowledge. And we will definitely do this again. Do you want? I don't yeah, know most definitely. To... Like, again, too. Uh, I I think uh, we nailed down like the first part that I wanted to. Right now, like I say, what I started and what I want your guests to listen to or figure out. Take the time to actually sit there. You know, look up the ten planks of communism. Then actually read them in their context and actually think to yourself, hey, is this implemented within the USA? Is this implemented in my neighborhood? Is this implemented in Canada? Is it implemented in England? Whatever, right? Yeah. And actually see that you're being lied to. We are not living in the capitalist. We're not li- we're all living under communists and you're, you're, you're educators. So you're trainers because you're just animals. Have led you to believe that if there's not a dictator, you're not under communism. Well, fuck that. We're all under communism. No, it's time to open your eyes and actually start training yourself or in, um, educating yourself. I'm uh, not educating. Um, br- um, bringing your own knowledge is a better way. Back yeah. back in the back in the day, like you said, the old politicians versus the new. Back in the day, they were dictators. Now they're dictators. Yeah. Right. <laughs> yeah, most definitely. What was the what? So you said that you 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 uh, you you went you got through half. Uh, what's the? Uh, no, what's... I went through all ten of them. Oh, but, okay, I, so... uh, but I'm saying like for your guests or for your listeners, right? Um, to actually take time and sit down and because uh, the only way you're gonna learn. And I brought this up before. Jacques like uh, they want to stop us from reading the Bible too, right? So uh, like they want us to actually stop being able to actually educate ourselves. 
again, I hate using that word, but it's just so indoctrinated into us, right? Yeah. So they, uh, you know, people need to actually take the time, sit down, and instead of like listening to me say these ten things, yeah, they need to research it for themselves. Take five minutes, ten minutes, half hour. Sit down, look up the ten planks of communism, and say, hey. How has this impacted on my life by the, the, the society I'm living in? Because we're all in a different society, so to speak. You know what I mean? Yeah. But everyone will get a different answer and they'll just see how much under the communism they already are. Absolutely. 100%. Yeah. Jonah, do you have anywhere that you want these people to follow you or find you? Um, right now, the best way, most common way to find me, the one that I use the most is on Instagram. It's troublemaker.jonah. Okay. And yeah. Text me uh, after we get off this uh, podcast. Text me that. Um, text me. Text me that name, and I'll and I'll put it in the in the link in the in the show. And um, if you wanted, um, I can um, give you the links to some of my previous ones with New York or generally or whatever. Sure. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I'll send those too. Awesome. Dude, I really appreciate you coming on. Thank you. Yeah, no, we had a great time. Awesome. Mind, body, spirit, love, healing, truth. We out.